It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time for Barreled Up by Ball Cap Sports. Here's your, here's your, here's your host, Jim Wiley. We are going to now welcome in the Barreled Up podcast listeners. To those listening on the podcast, make sure to subscribe Make sure to rate and review, help the podcast grow, and also turn on those automatic downloads so when the content is available, you've got it. Those of you watching on YouTube, because we are also live on YouTube, make sure to turn those notifications on and hit that like. Help the stream grow and help the channel grow by doing that. All right, let's get into the power rankings as we sort of put our final recap on the week that was and go 30 through one again with a potential new team at number five, or at least in the top five and a new team in the top 10. So there's obviously not a ton to talk about for the positions 30 through really 16. So we're going to breeze through it so much. So that those watching on YouTube will see that 30 through 18 are already placed. I've already ranked them. We'll go through them real quick one by one, but there's no point in having big, long, drawn-out conversations because the most interesting part of the game right now lives in the top half. Good morning, Lady Braves. Good morning, Norman. Good morning, Evan. Again, good morning to everybody that is live. We are going to have some live votes as well. So make sure to those that are on YouTube with me to keep hitting that like and get that 100 like count to earn a vote on the power rankings that is unscheduled. Let's get into this thing at number 30. We had the Oakland Athletics. The Oakland A's finished with 112 losses. Try again next year. There are some interesting pieces there. I really like Zach Geloff. Shea Longolier's looking good. I don't know if any of that those pitchers are going to have a place on this team in two years. Maybe Waldachuk. Maybe there's a couple guys. But I do like what they're building with the lineup with, with some of those bats. They, though, this year, 50 and 112. 50 wins. It's just, uh, wow. Kansas City was in at number 29. 56 and 106, and Kansas City was trying. Oakland wasn't trying, and they won 50. Kansas City came into the year trying. They had aspirations of competing in that division, and they got 56 wins. They're in at number 29. In at number 28, a Rockies team that is one year away. I'm telling you, it's not going to happen this offseason. It would start happening next trade deadline. I think this Rockies team is what what, what we want to call it. We want to call it uh, we want to call it ten months away from a blow up. I think they will start next year and see if they're turning the tide, and if they're not, blow it up. And it's what they should do because what they've got isn't working. Uh, Colorado fifty nine and one oh three this year, and the final member of the one hundred loss club. Are the Chicago White Sox 61 and 101? They are in at number 27. Number 26 to the Washington Nationals, 71 and 91 on the year. The Angels come in at 25, 73 and 89. The Cardinals are in at 24, 71 and 91. The Detroit Tigers, I move them up two spots. 
The Detroit Tigers finished with more wins than the New York Mets, more wins than the Cleveland Guardians, just as many wins as the Boston Red Sox. The Detroit Tigers, 6-1 this week, the final week of the year win. What are you really playing for other than pride and respect in yourselves and your teammates? And they went 6-1 and one this week. I am impressed with the Detroit Tigers, and I'm going to be watching what they do this offseason. I know Erod is probably a goner. I have a feeling he wants to go find his, his way to an East Coast team. But the Detroit Tigers might be something interesting to watch as we look and follow their offseason and see how they start next year when they get that pitching rotation back to full strength. So Detroit, we're moving them up two spots from 23 to 21. In at number 22 are the New York... I'm sorry, in at, in at 23, it's the Mets. I'm doing this all flip-flopped. The Mets are at 23. They fell back a spot. The Pirates are in at 22. They fell back a spot, making room for Detroit to move up to the number 21 spot. There we go. That's 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 explaining it correctly. So the Pirates, 76 and 86. It's over their expected win total. They went over on the over-under. They took a nice step forward. Pittsburgh is another team I'm interested in tracking their offseason. They've got some great young talent there, that, and they're building something. It didn't make a big splash like it did in Cincinnati, but there were some nice pieces that Pittsburgh called up this year. They're going to continue to get better. Add more arms around Mitch Keller and Pittsburgh. I had them at 80 wins, and everyone thought I was crazy. They came up four short of that. I'm really interested to see what Pittsburgh does this offseason. I don't think they're going to spend like crazy, but might they snag a couple of... Listen, last offseason, all Pittsburgh did is they went out and got guys that they could then spin off at the deadline. And it was smart. And they executed on that plan. I think they may do that again this offseason, but also, plus, add something good. Add a impact piece. I can see Pittsburgh doing that. Uh, they're in, again, at the number 22 spot. In at number 20, it's the Boston Red Sox, 78 and 84. In at number 19, the Cleveland Guardians, 76 and 86. We did see this week just some notes on some teams on the back half here. We got 200th strikeout for Kodai Senga. He, I mean, listen, Mets fans, there was not a lot to feel happy about this year. Kodai Senga was... It's, it's probably Senga and Alvarez are your two bright spots this year for the entire for the duration of the season. Kodai Senga was great this year. Something really good that the Mets can build around with Kodai Senga. We had the 511th home run for Miguel Cabrera as he walked away yesterday, a certain Hall of Famer. We had the Bobby Witt Jr. 30-30 season was locked in over the weekend. 30th home run. Bobby Wood Jr. is something special. I tweeted it two or three weeks ago, and more people, I'm hearing it more and more and more. Get ready. Get ready. Next year, you you may not be prepared for this, but next year, you're going to hear a lot of Bobby Wood Jr. is one of the best players in Major League Baseball. If you're not ready for that, prepare yourselves because it's coming next year. He took that step this year, and if he takes another step next year, it's we're looking at a 40-40 for Bobby Witt. His defense is improved. His walk rate is improved. His strikeout rate is improved. Bobby Witt Jr. is doing good things. Uh, we also had some managerial moves on the back half. We had the Giants. We haven't got to the Giants yet, but we will in a moment. The Giants let Gabe Kapler go on Friday before the Dodgers series, sending a message They could have let him finish out the season. They didn't. We also had Buck Showalter stepping down. That news broke yesterday. So the Mets will be looking for a new manager. The Giants will be looking for a new manager. The Guardians will be looking for a new manager. Will the Padres? That'll be something to keep an eye on. All right. Let's move on a little bit uh, deeper into this thing. We've got a... Giants team in at the number 18 spot, 79 and 83 on the year, finished out two and four on the week, had a chance to prevent the Dodgers from getting that 100th win on Sunday, but the Dodgers got the victory. Giants, 79 and 83, disappointing year. 
disappointing year. This is a look at yourselves in the mirror. Is the direction we've been going down the last couple of years the way we can continue to go down and compete? And I don't know if the answer to that question is yes. I don't know about that. Let's move on to the number 17 spot. Finishing ahead of the Giants in the power rankings. San Diego Padres. Padres, a strong close to the season. You got to give them that. They didn't stop fighting. 82 and 80 is the final mark. They went 5-1 and one this week. They got two out of three in San Francisco. They swept the Chicago White Sox again. I said it a minute ago. Will A.J. Preller survive? Will Bob Melvin survive? Will the two of them together move forward? Or somebody on the way out? Will you see a major trade this offseason? What are they going to do financially? They're talking about $200 million. Is the budget... I, I don't know how you do that. Without, unless you find a trade partner for one of your major assets, I don't know how you can do that. I had Borna on the podcast, the Barreled Up podcast last week, and he doesn't believe it. He can't. He shouldn't. It's impossible. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You bring back all of your arbitration players. You have everybody that's on an existing contract. There's... You're over $200 million right there. And that is without signing a single free agent. That is letting Blake Snell walk. That is letting uh, Josh Hader walk. That is hoping that Lugo and Martinez take the player options and walk. You're still at $200 million. They don't have that, they don't have that kind of flexibility to get to $200 without making a major trade. And who are they trading? They're not going to trade Machado. Machado just, just, just gutted out the last few weeks of the season he's gonna have to have surgery and so I don't I don't see that and he's got the big long-term contract it's Soto will he be traded I I can't say for sure but if you're serious about that 200 million dollar budget then do not be surprised if we hear a lot of Juan Soto trade rumors uh all right so we have the San Diego Padres. Let's move them onto the board. They are in at number 17. Number 16, also at 82. Oh, by the way, one, one last thing on the Padres. Salute. Hats off. Round of applause for Blake Snell. He is going, I believe he should be the National League Cy Young. Spencer Strider's ERA is too high. I know he got to 20 wins, but that's a team statistic. Wins. Blake Snell, it's not his fault that the team can't win one-run games. So so Blake Snell with the 2-2-5 ERA, the K-rate strikeouts second in the National League behind Spencer Strider. I think Blake Snell is, he's my National League Cy Young. Good job this year from Blake Snell in a walk year, in a contract year. He's maximizing his potential. So we'll see how that plays out for Blake Snell. But Snell was great. Soto was great. Machado gutted it out. Another 30 homer season for Machado. Despite an arm that's like falling off. Uh, I said number 16 was the New York Yankees. Let's get to the Yankees in at number 16. Isn't it interesting? So the Yankees are going to finish, or did finish, 82 and 80. Isn't it interesting that the Cy Youngs are going to come from the two teams, or two of the teams that missed the playoffs and finished with 82 wins. Because Garrett Cole is going to be the Cy Young in the American League. Garrett Cole was great. 15-4, and 2-6-3 ERA. He was fantastic, but he was one of the few bright spots for the Yankees this year. Carlos Rodon's got to figure it out. Really got to figure it out. A 6-8-5 ERA for Carlos Rodon this year, over 14 starts. It would have been better if he just missed the season. 
Uh, uh, Yankee fans, I know you're with me on that. It would have been better if Carlos Rodon had just said, you know what, the back hurts too much. I'll see you next year. Because he didn't help the team. He hurt the team this year. He's got to figure it out. That's a him. If that's who he's going to be, that's a that's a disaster. Uh, so we've got a Garrett Cole Cy Young coming down the pipeline. We got a Carlos Rodon situation. A lot of questions around the Yankees heading into the offseason. Carlos Rodon, what's the rotation going to look like? Severino is probably gone. You're going to need to replace him. I don't know if Herman ever pitches another game in a Yankee uniform. Carlos Rodon is a mess. There are Clark Schmidt. Is Clark Schmidt your number two next year? I mean, I, uh, Clark Schmidt can be all right, but Clark Schmidt's a back of the rotation guy, in my opinion. So there's a lot of questions around that rotation. Glaber's future is Volpe the guy. Volpe was supposed to be a megastar. And look, Volpe had some good moments this year, but I don't know if he's that guy. And I was listening to uh, John Boy. Uh, you know, I don't listen to a ton of their Yankee podcasts, but I hop in and out every now and then. And they're talking about is is, is Volpe set it and forget it the shortstop? He shouldn't be. And if it's coming from there, then there's questions. Peraza, what the hell's going on there? So a lot of questions around the New York Yankees. They're in at number 16. In at number, oh, uh, King's okay. That's it. See, but Michael King's been up and down. I you, If you're the Yankees, I don't think you can go into 2024 with a rotation of Cole Rodon, King, Schmidt, and I guess Nestor should be back. Nestor Cortez. I, 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 so, and, and I'm and I'm a believer in Nestor Cortez. So slide Nestor Cortez up to that two spot. Rodon's it at number three. I just I, I guess they, pro, they there's a very good chance they do, but it feels like something big is going to happen. All right, number fifteen, Cincinnati Reds. 82 and 80 as well. A team that is going to be really exciting moving forward are the Reds. Eliminated on Saturday, but they fought hard. They just need more pitching. Not enough pitching. Lodolo never made his way back. Andrew Abbott was great at the start, but he could not maintain that. You can't expect him to maintain that. That's why Cincinnati... Front office, you got to go out there and make a push for a starter because they just did not have enough of it down the stretch. Now, maybe, listen, again, these teams, the Reds are ahead of schedule now, right? These teams all have their own goals and objectives and, and, and missions heading into the season. The Yankees' mission was to win the World Series. Didn't happen. The Reds' mission, truthfully, was to probably finish above 500. And if they made the playoffs, great. That is icing on the cake. They finished above 500, and they were pushing for the playoffs. So if the mission is not to win the World Series, I can understand why the Reds did not go out there. Because it's this offseason that if you're going to trade, listen, they have a lot of pieces. That's the question. Will they deal one of these bats... For an impact starting pitcher that is available at the deadline. Or do they hold on to all of the chips? And do they go out there and they're going after Blake Snell? You throw Blake Snell into that Cincinnati Reds rotation to help. Blake Snell can maybe 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 lend his knowledge to Nick Lodolo and Hunter Green and Andrew Abbott. That could be huge. It could be. So I think the Reds... That's where they got to focus on because that the Reds already I'm eyeing them as the favorite in the NL Central next year, but they have to add pitching. I like Hunter Green to continue to advance year over year. I think that Lodolo will be back. I do still think there's really high potential for him. Abbott show there's a lot of high potential there. I'd like to get a veteran arm that can go out there and be a leader in that rotation. Uh, D-Rod, your comment on the Yankees. Uh, Peraza is the is 10 times the shortstop Volpe is. Defensively, yes, but what's going on with the bat? 
Um, and also, Volpe should be second base with what happens with Glaber. See all the questions about the Yankees I was talking about? Um, those of you listening on the podcast, just bear with me every now and then. I, we, we've got the live chat going, and I will be answering questions uh, from the live chat. Uh, UL Carter asking, does Cincinnati want to spend? I think Cincinnati is going to moving forward. Now that they've got the pieces together to compete. Next year, the mission for Cincinnati isn't going to be just to finish above 500 and maybe make the playoffs. Next year's goal is going to be win the division and make a deep playoff run. So things are about to change. You should see the Reds, how they approach free agency, how they approach trades to change. And if it doesn't, shame on them because they've got a team. They're opening up a window where they can compete for that division. I'm not ready to say that they will be in championship mode next year. But they will maybe be one year away from, all right, the World Series is the goal. Maybe maybe that's where they're going to look at the team next year. Maybe that is the goal next year. But big things need to happen in Cincinnati this offseason. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's move on. We have a couple more teams here, teams that missed the playoffs. Those of you with me on YouTube, keep hitting that like. Would love to get halfway to our live like goal. We have a live like goal of 100. We are almost halfway there. So if you're enjoying the live stream, make sure to hit that like and help us get halfway to the goal because then when we're at that point, we are we can reach it. You can see it. I can feel it. And we'll reach it while we're live. In at number 14, falling back three spots. And I'm sorry, is this kind of where I figured that this is how it would play out back in July? Now, the road from July to today was one I did not expect. But on October 2nd, this team is exactly where I figured they would be. I got caught up in it. I was rooting for him. I wanted to get there. I wanted to see Cody Bellinger back in the postseason. I wanted to see Spencer Steele pitching clutch October innings, though I think Spencer or Justin Steele might have been running out of gas. I say Spencer Steele. Who's that? Uh, Justin Steele, I think he's just maybe running out of gas. But the Chicago Cubs are in at number 14, and they are falling Jim, back with three spots. the Twins, we are enemies this week. After whoever wins, cheer to beat the Astros. Love you, shoot, keep it up. Skull, thank you for the super chat. I do appreciate that. Yes, enemies for three days. Two days, maybe. Maybe just two days. But yes, we will. Uh, listen, it's a friendly rivalry. I appreciate the support, Skull. Thank you for that super chat. And good luck. Good luck, but not too much luck. Okay, like, let's, let's have a good series. May the best team win. Let's see... Finish up on the Cubs here. The Chicago Cubs in at number 14, dropping back 11 from 11 to 14. 83 and 79 on the year. It was a very disappointing close to the season. Cubs fans, I hope, this is what I hope. I hope that Cubs fans don't look at this as a major letdown. I hope that Cubs fans... William Fulgham with the live chat. The real reason Dansby Swanson signed with the Cubs is he knew he wanted October off. That's a low blow, William. Dansby Swanson had a great year. For anybody that I was, I was riding. I'm still on the Dansby Swanson train. I was riding that Dansby Swanson train. Everyone said, no, it's a career year. He's never going to be a five-war player. Mm. You have to go look at those numbers, those of you that doubted Dansby Swanson. Back to the Cubs. This and, and this week specifically, Cubs fans, I think you got to look at this as it was a great ride. It was a lot of fun. It was unexpected. The way the season started, you started to get, get that feeling. The front office, instead of selling at the trade deadline, they 
went out and bought. They brought in Jamer Candelario. They did things to improve. They got hot. They made a little bit of a run. I hope that's fun. That's a taste of what's coming because I think the Cubs are going to continue to be aggressive this upcoming offseason. So don't think that I, I, I don't want Cubs. I hope Cubs fans didn't get their hopes too high thinking, here we go. The division is ours. We're going to make a playoff run. That's next year. This year, it would have been I, I, is is early, is ahead of schedule, the, 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 the right way to put it. I don't know, but I did not expect this Cubs team to make the playoffs this year. I butted heads with Cubs fans heading into the deadline. It was a lot of fun. I was rooting for you guys. I have no reason to root against you. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Who cares? But I think, again, the Cubs are right where they're right where I expected them to be on October 2nd. And I'm looking forward to what they do moving forward. I'm looking forward. I hope you get, I hope you bring Cody Bellinger back. I hope Cody Bellinger looks at the Cubs and says, they gave me a shot when nobody else would. They gave me a shot. I'm going to give them a shot. I hope Cody Bellinger ends up back with the Cubs. Number 13, staying right where they were last week, are the Seattle Mariners. Disappointing close to the season for Seattle as well. Even though they took three out of four from Texas, they were too far behind. The series against Houston did them in. They needed to win two of three. They lost two of three to start the week. So getting three out of four from Texas over the weekend... Did not do the job. And being swept by the Rangers the weekend before. That's how this goes down. This Mariners team had a chance. They had a chance. The Astros and the Rangers left the door wide open for them. They could not capitalize. They got hot. They got back in it. But then when they needed to keep the pedal on the floor. It just. They ran out of gas. They ran out of steam. Whatever, however you want to look at it, they took the, the the foot came off the gas. Obviously, not on purpose. We know they're still trying. They weren't taking it off, but they were not able to maintain that kind of effort, speed, performance, results. They were not able to maintain that, and they fall back and miss out by one game. One game. That's. Earlier in the week against Houston. That's the week before against Texas. When you miss out by one game, the second guessing is excruciating. We have Seattle in at number 13. Number 12, 11, and 10. I am going to open up a poll to those of you live. Again, those of you listening on the podcast It's not going to be too clunky because while the live stream voters are voting, I will be talking about the three teams that we're voting on. What we're going to be voting on, those of you with me live, is three teams. One of them makes the top 10. I said at the beginning, maybe we have a Miami Marlins team that can crack the top 10. Miami's... Splitting with the Mets. Do we? I kind of want to give them a win. Look, they will not play the suspended game out. So they, they were leading that. So it kind of took two out of three from the Mets. Kind of did, kind of didn't. But they had, they had the chance there. And they took two out of three against the Pirates when all the games mattered, when everything mattered. They stepped up. They got the job done. Remember, there's no Yuri Perez right now. There's no Sandy Alcantara. They are getting some amazing play out of Berger. So Miami stepped up and got the job done. Are we going to reward them with a top 10 spot? So the teams we're going to be voting on are the Miami Marlins, the Arizona Diamondbacks, who has they're having a bad close to the season, and the Texas Rangers, also a bad close to the season. Seattle, just for good measure, decided yesterday that they were going to stick it to him, not give him a shot. George Kirby and the rest of that 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 
pitching staff, the bullpen, shut them down. So we're going to be voting on Miami, Arizona, and Texas to place the 12, 11, and 10 teams on our power rankings. Let me get the poll set up for those on the YouTube channel. The question is going to be, who gets the 10 spot out of those three teams? Who gets the 10 spot between the Marlins, the D-backs, and the Rangers? And while the voting is happening, I am going to... Talk about these teams again with Miami. Now, let's start with Arizona. Arizona, this week, closed out terribly. On Wednesday, they won a game scoring three three runs. On Thursday, they lost. They scored one. On Friday, a gallon start. They lost because they scored one. On Saturday, they scored nothing. On Sunday, they scored one. So we have a Arizona Diamondbacks team that since Thursday has not scored more than one run in a game. This cannot happen. This lineup, these bats cannot go cold right now. They can't. Because you got Gallon, you got Kelly, not for game one. Game one of the postseason against Milwaukee, it's going to be it's going to be fought, and I don't like that at all. Even though Milwaukee's bats are, it's not as potent of a lineup as Philly or Miami or Texas or Toronto or any of the other first place teams. I still don't like it. So Arizona, if the bats are cold and they're heading into this thing. With some cold bats. Over the last week, it's really been Carroll, Guriel, a couple of home runs from Christian Walker. But outside of Walker's two home runs, he hasn't been doing a whole lot. They're the only ones getting it done with the bats. The rest of the team needs to step up. They need to find it. They need to flip the switch. I don't know if it's because there was nothing to play for. The division was locked up. If there was no ground to gain... For any of the higher seeds to get a bye. I don't know what it was, but the bats have shut down in Arizona and they got to get it together. They maybe will be in or out of the top 10 based on the voting. Uh, the Marlins talked about the Marlins split with the Mets, but again, they have that if three more outs. It would have been two out of three. They took two out of three from Pittsburgh, and here we go. It is Lazardo and Garrett. No Yuri Perez. No Alcantara. It's up to Lazardo and Garrett. I'd love for Edward Cabrera to step up, but I worry about the walks. Now, the lineup could be dangerous. I know in yesterday's live stream, I talked about how Miami's sort of in a just happy to be here mode. I, I, I That does not mean that they're going to roll over or that I see them being a rollover team. I think they could be a lot of fun to watch. This lineup can be dangerous. Solaire's pop. Luis Arise hitting ability. Jake Berger, what he's been doing since he showed up in Miami. He's batting over 300. And he's still hitting with power since coming to Miami. Josh Bell's got an OPS over 800 since coming over. Jazz is really good. The Marlins could be fun. The Marlins could be a lot of fun. Just because I had them ranked in the just happy to be here doesn't mean I don't think they could win a round. It'd be a lot of fun if they can, but I don't know the, the the pitching against Milwaukee is not does not favor does not favor Miami at all. And the last team that we're voting for are the Texas Rangers. They took two out of three from the Angels to start the week, but then dropped three out of four in Seattle to close things out. And all four games they were playing for something, and they could not get more than one game in Seattle. How's Texas going to play this thing out in the postseason? Lost the AL West, fell out of the first round by situation, so now they got to go to the trop. We know the bats will rake Josh Young. If he didn't miss as much time as he did on the IL, maybe he has a shot at rookie of the year. He was that good. But the pitching is going to be an interesting one to watch, right? Jordan Montgomery is the only pitcher I trust. 
Avaldi, no. Haney, no. Anybody that comes out of that bullpen it makes me worried. Max Scherzer's trying to make his way back, but that's 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 about as long of a shot as it could possibly have. So how are the Rangers going to play out? Let's check on the voting and see how we are looking here. We have the Rangers, the Marlins, and the Diamondbacks in that order. And that and everyone's pretty much with a safe enough gap to where I think that's how we're going to hold. Rangers with 51%. Let me check one thing here. All right, we're good. Rangers with 51% of the vote will maintain the number 10 spot in the power rankings. We had them last week at the number 8 spot. They fall back to the Marlins will go to the number 11 spot, which is a move up from the number 14 spot. So they move three Spots in the right direction up to number 11. And in at number 12 are the Arizona Diamondbacks with 14% of the vote. They will be 12 this week. And last week, they were in the top 10. They fall back two spots from 10 to 12. We will end the poll. Those of you with me on YouTube, let's move into the top 10 now. And I'm going to hold the Minnesota Twins right where they were last week at the number nine spot. The Minnesota Twins this week took two out of three from Oakland, took two out of three from Colorado, two teams in the bottom three. So this is a tune-up. Look at that like a tune-up, and they did. As we head into the postseason, it looks like Carlos Correa is poised to return. That's big news. He's a playoff legend. Minnesota, you're going to need that. Royce Lewis looks like he could be back for the postseason. That's good, too. Many of you may not know Edward or Julian. Julian, I think that there's something good, and you're going to see him on display. 840 OPS on the season. He's been playing good lately. Keep an eye out. Watch out for Julian on the Twins. It's going to be about the pitching. How far can the pitching take them? Gray, Lopez, Ryan, Ober, Maeda. You, 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 can, you match up well when you, when you really go five deep. Five guys that you feel confident about when they take them out is a tremendous luxury to have because there's a lot of these teams that go too deep, maybe three deep, and then after that you start to get worried. What does that mean? That means when you go to the next round, you're starting a guy early in that series that you might be worried about. The Twins are not going to have that problem. Let's say they take two from Toronto. They have to burn Lopez and Gray in the first round. Well, round two, they go to Houston. Lopez and Gray are not available, but you're going to pick from Ryan, Ober, or Maeda. And again, you feel confident about it. Ryan may be the one that's a little shaky. Ryan's either been really good or really bad in his starts this year, I feel. Out of his 29 starts, I feel like half of them he's been lights out. Half of them he's 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 given up the game. So Ryan's the one guy that may have the shortest leash when he takes them out. Maybe Maeda too. But you feel good about, you feel confident that those guys can get the job done. Minnesota Twins are in at number 9, 87 and 75 on the season. In at number 8. Let me double, let me see. I got 8, 7, 6. Yeah, no, this is this is this is right. There's In at number 8 are the Toronto Blue Jays, moving them back one spot. We had them 7 last week. We're moving them to 8 this week. The Toronto Blue Jays with a two and four week. Luckily, didn't matter. They lost two out of three to the Yankees. They lost two out of three to the Rays. But again, the last day did not matter against Tampa. They everything was everything was done. It was just about the seating. And really, once they were in, they didn't care. 
So they end up losing on Sunday. And now they actually, the Blue Jays, have maybe a better path to the ALCS, to the World Series, if they can get hot enough. Because if you're the Blue Jays, this is nothing against the Minnesota Twins. If you are the Blue Jays, you would rather play the Twins than the Rays. The Twins have better pitching than the Rays, but you don't want to go to the Trop if you're Toronto. So for that reason, you'll also maybe get more Blue Jay fans in Minnesota so than you will in Tampa. And if you get past that first round in the ALDS, it's not the Orioles that you're going to go up against. It's the Astros. And the Astros have a losing record at home this year. Astros fans, you're probably sick of hearing that. But you know what would have been the remedy? Have a winning record at home. Have a plus run differential at home. And you wouldn't have to hear that. So if you're the Blue Jays, you would much rather go to Houston than go to Baltimore. Baltimore's killed the Blue Jays all year. So the Blue Jays then would not have to face the Orioles until the ALCS if they both get that far. And maybe the Orioles somehow get upset. Maybe Texas lights a fire. Max Scherzer comes back. He's pitching with a bionic arm and nobody cares. And he he gets two starts and he shuts the Orioles down. And Jordan Montgomery shuts the Orioles down. And the Orioles get upset. And you have a Blue Jays and Rangers ALCS. And again, the Blue Jays would choose that over facing the Orioles. So anyway, the Blue Jays are in a good spot actually falling back in the... In the playoff picture. I got him at number eight, though. I do think that this team's pitching is one of the best. Again, another shameless plug. I will be having my pitching rotation, my playoff pitching rotation rankings for you later today. So make sure to keep an eye out for that on YouTube. Um, So I got the Blue Jays in at number eight. They fall back one spot with a altogether two and four week Again, tough to judge the overall two and four because that last game, they didn't care. They're resting guys. They're throwing guys out there. I don't even remember the guy's name that started started on MLB.com. He's got a Rockies jersey on. Did they just grab somebody from the Rockies real quick to throw out there on Sunday? So we've got a Blue Jays team in at number eight. In at number seven. I've got, we are one more team away from a vote. I said we may have a new team added to the top five for the first time. I told you guys last week I would let you choose, and I'm going to. But real quick, before we get there, let's get to the Houston Astros, and let's get them on the board. I have them in at number seven. Big jump for Houston. Big, big, big jump for the Houston Astros going from 12 to 7. And it's not just because they are in first place in the American League West and they won the American League West. It's not because they took the two seed. That is part of it. But really what I look at, they took two out of three in Seattle and they swept the Arizona Diamondbacks. And again, Arizona could not score against the Houston pitching. So this was a great week altogether. A five and one week against the team that was trying to make the playoffs. So they are... You 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 should be getting Seattle's best shot, and then Arizona, another playoff team, five and one against a playoff caliber team and a playoff team is a great week when you have a Blue Jays team losing games, when you have a Rangers team that loses the series to uh, Seattle, when you have a Twins team beating up on the bottom three team, two of the bottom three teams in the league, Houston's moving up. Houston is moving up when that's happening around them. So big jump for the Houston Astros up to the number seven spot. Only 25 likes away. Those of you watching with me on YouTube, hit that like. Let's try to get to that live like goal of 100. We're only 25 away, and we are getting to our next vote. There will be one more vote after this. This is the vote to see who gets into the top five. So, the two teams that you're going to be voting for are the Philadelphia Phillies and the Milwaukee Brewers. Which team is going to make the top five? Milwaukee's been hanging out in the top five for a couple of weeks. Philly has never 
been in the top five at all this year. Is this the chance for the Phillies to make it into the top ten? Um, we're gonna or top five. We're gonna find out. You guys are gonna let me know. I'm gonna get the poll together and then we'll talk about the teams. Which team gets the five spot between the Phillies and the Brewers? Poll is active. Which team gets a five spot? The Philadelphia Phillies this week, a three and three week. They took two out of three for Pittsburgh. They dropped two out of three to the New York Mets. The Milwaukee Brewers, four and two this week. Took two out of three from the Cardinals. Took two out of three from the Chicago Cubs. Buried the Chicago Cubs. Ended their hopes at a postseason berth. So Milwaukee played the tougher schedule. Finished with the better record this week. Altogether on the season, the Philadelphia Phillies are 90 and 72. The Milwaukee Brewers are 92 and 70. Uh, more on the Brewers side. I love the pitching here. I worry about the bats, though. They have on their side another talked about Carlos Correa is a playoff legend. Carlos Santana to me is a playoff legend. I've seen it too many times. And Santana lately has been tapping into that postseason vibe these last couple of games. So I'm interested to see what we get from Carlos Santana as we get into the postseason. I'm also interested to see what happens with Christian Yelich. Christian Yelich did not have a jaw-dropping, oh my God, year like he hasn't had since 2019. But he did have his best year since then. An 817 OPS is the highest it's been in four years. Maybe Christian Yellow's working his way back. If he can at least be this guy, he's helpful, he's productive. He's not the difference maker in the lineup that he once was, but it, it, you got to give me an OPS over 800 if you're Christian Yellow and you're making that money and the team's lineup is built around you. I do like what Christian Yelich did this year. Again, a step in the right direction. I'm hoping for more steps in that direction as he progresses. Uh, but I really like Milwaukee's pitching. Milwaukee's pitching I may have as the number one rotation, the number one pitching staff in this postseason. The Philadelphia Phillies, uh, this lineup is clicking at the right time. Schwarber, Castellanos, Trey Turner, Bryce Harper. It all feels like it, whenever they come up, it is... High leverage time. Whenever they come up, it's the postseason. We you it, we are entering a point where the first inning is high leverage, and when you got guys coming up that can do damage like they can, it's makes it even more difficult. Good luck to the Miami Marlins having to pitch to this lineup right now. Now, what happens with Philadelphia's pitching I, is where I am. I still have my question marks. I like Wheeler. Aaron Nola worries me. He's been way too up and down. Last start or two better, but I'm still not sold. Walker, I, I don't trust him. Are we trusting Christopher Sanchez? I know we've had, he's had some good starts, but in October... So Phillies, the, the Philadelphia Phillies pitching is going to be interesting to watch. Uh, Manuel Melendez, welcome to the Ball Cap Nation Gold Group. I appreciate you choosing to support the channel in that manner. Welcome in, Manuel. You have access to badges. You have access to a super chat once a month for free. You have access. Your, your, your comments in the live chat will be highlighted so it stands out. So thank you guys. I know I don't always call out all of the highlighted messages, but guys, I'm watching for you. And those that are highlighted, you stand out more. Uh, Michael, with a super chat coming over, we're going to get to that in just one second. I have been high on the Phillies. So you guys, though, have the Brewers. The voting right now, we have about 100 votes in. You've got the Brewers at 54%, the Phillies at 46%. How do you like your fish? There we go. Beer battered. All right. in Flambeat. It's going to be a party in South Philadelphia. Michael with the donation there. $5 donation. Thank you, Michael. I appreciate that. It's going to be a party in South Philly. Good things are coming. This is going to be a fun. This should be a fun ride for the Philadelphia Phillies. I think they're set up. And I think in that second round, they are one of the National League teams that can play the Braves the toughest. 
In fact, I will say they are the National League team that will play the Braves the toughest. So the votes right now are not coming up for Philly, though. Right now, we are looking at Philadelphia 6, just missing out on the top five, and Milwaukee holding on to that number five spot. We have a 56% vote for the Milwaukee Brewers, a 44% vote for the Philadelphia Phillies, and that's how it is going to finish with the Brewers getting the number five spot in the power rankings. Now we cross over. Philly's not going to get a chance to play the Braves' Mike Mountaintop. We'll see. I don't know. I, I cannot see Miami. I like them. I know they're going to be tough, but I give the advantages to Philly in so many categories, but that doesn't always... <laughs> Michael, as we all know, and everybody in here knows, sometimes that does not matter. You can have the advantages... But you got to play the games. October's different. All these season stats that we're going on. I know. I get it. It's different. It resets. It's the postseason. It's a new season. But all we have to go off of is what these guys have done so far. What they've done in the postseason before. You got a lot of these Miami kids getting a taste of the postseason for the first time. They don't have a track record. These Philly guys, there is experience here. So it'll be interesting to see how Philly and Miami plays out. Next, it is the number four team, and it's the Tampa Bay Rays. Just coming short on 100 wins, finishing 99-63. and Adversity left and right for this team all year. It felt like every month, starting in April, Didn't they lose a key starting pitcher every month? It was Springs. Then it was Rasmussen. Then it was McClanahan. Now, most of you know McClanahan. Rasmussen, maybe you know. Springs is probably new on your radar. But those are three really good pitchers. If the Rays had them, those three would have would be the three they'd be leaning on as we head into the postseason. Obviously, Glass now is back in the in the picture too, but in and Eflin. So they would have five lockdown trustworthy starters if those three were there. That's the category of pitcher I put Jeffrey Springs and and and, and Drew Rasmussen in. But they don't have those guys right now. But they've been dealing with a lot of adversity. Wander Franco going down. That's a top three player on the team is done. You have no Brandon Lau right now either. Either, either. So the Rays are dealing with adversity. Still, they are in at number four, 99-63 on the season. Let's move into a conversation About the number two, number three team. I'm curious what you guys think. We did a vote on this last week. And it came up. Came up Orioles. Will it come up Orioles again? I'm going to give you guys an opportunity. We have just reached the 100 like count. I had been considering doing this. But you guys got the one. Got to 100. So. There's no considering anymore. It's just going to happen. A vote for the number two team, Dodgers or Orioles. We are going to talk about them. We're going to get the vote up. Let's get here real quick with the Baltimore Orioles. This week, the Orioles finished up 101-61, and took two games from Washington, split with Boston. So altogether, a four and two week. The Dodgers had a split in Colorado and took two out of three in San Francisco, getting to 100 wins. So we got a 100 win Oriole team. We have a 100 win Dodger team. We got Clayton Kershaw feeling like he's being dragged to the finish line, guys. I'm telling you, it feels like they are dragging Clayton Kershaw to the finish line. This team is also dealing with adversity. Julio Arias is done. Tony Gonsolin has been injured for some time. And even then, Gonsolin wasn't the same guy he was uh, last year. Syndergaard never panned out. You're dealing, you're counting on 
You're counting on Lance Lynn, Bobby Miller, Emmett Sheehan, Ryan Pepio. You're counting on rookies. You are counting on a veteran who's been very volatile this year. And then you got Clayton Kershaw, who again feels like you're carrying him to the finish line. The Baltimore Orioles on the other side of things, it feels like their pitching is getting stronger as the year goes on. You guys have been with me long enough. I have doubted. I have criticized this Orioles pitching. I said there's no way they should have done more at the deadline. Jack Flaherty was not a key addition. He was a guy that could eat some innings, but he wasn't going to make you better. But what has gotten better is that John Means is back. And John Means is playing great. You've got Grayson Rodriguez getting stronger as the year goes on. Dean Kramer getting stronger as the year goes on. Kyle Bradish getting stronger as the year goes on. All the while, these guys, Rodriguez, Kramer, and Bradish, are going to new heights on their innings count. So damn the innings counters. I don't want to I don't want to hear about innings limits, pitch limits, any of that stuff. Just go. It's working for the Orioles to the point now where I'm starting to buy in. Anyway, that is how the Orioles and the Dodgers look. Let's get the vote together. The question is who gets the number 2 ranking between the Dodgers and the Orioles? All right, the results of the poll, it's close-ish, but it is the Baltimore Orioles. Joe, you had Schwarber lower. Schwarber is all or nothing, right? Uh, Let's put the Orioles in at number two. They will hold on to number two. Dodgers will go to, well, hold on to number three. And the number one team at the end of the day. It really, it was going to take a lot for this to change. Nothing happened that was going to do that. Atlanta is in as the number one team. They swept the Chicago Cubs. They essentially ruined their chances of making the postseason by sweeping the Cubs. Now, I get it. They had to work their way back. They got some breaks. But still, look. That Tuesday game, when Suzuki dropped the ball, Cubs were up 6-0. The Braves had to earn their way back to a spot where if somebody made a mistake, they could capitalize on it. Because they were down 6-0. If that fly ball happens and it's still 6-0, nobody cares. It doesn't matter. Final score, 7-2. So they had to earn their way back on Tuesday. And on Wednesday... They were down 3-1. to one. They had to work their way back. Marcelo Zuna with a big home run in the ninth. Speaking of our underdog fantasy performer of the week. So they still had to earn that. The Cubs blew that. You can, Depending on how you want to look at it. But the Braves 104-58. Some incredible numbers coming out of Atlanta this year. Ronald Acuna Jr. with his 73rd stolen base. That is a record for Atlanta. We have Spencer Strider with his 20th win. He's the only Atlanta Brave to the only player to reach 20 wins. His strikeout total, a modern era record for the Atlanta Braves. Great things happening. I believe Apple, you said it to me. They tied the record for home runs. It, it, the the numbers coming out of Atlanta this year were remarkable. We can can end the poll there. Uh, Kevin with a super chat, hoping for a 92 rematch. Braves and Jays. Kevin, thank you for that donation. Thank you for your support. And I'm with you. That would be fantastic if that's what could happen. Thanks, Jim. Hoping for a 92 rematch. Braves and Jays. I, I, I'm all for it. I am all for it. That's that's what I'm thinking. Um, And I'm also thinking, thank you. I am grateful to those of you, many of you, I see your names. You have been here in and out week after week of Power Rankings. This is the 25th episode. Those listening on the podcast, we haven't done 25 because the podcast wasn't going at the beginning of the year. But on YouTube, this is episode 25. And a lot of you have been here pretty much every week. Maybe you miss one or two weeks, but they ha- you have been back. And I do appreciate that. So thank you 
the viewer and the listener on the podcast side of things for supporting what I'm trying to build here. So I do appreciate you. Thank you guys for that. Uh, To those of you listening on the podcast, this is where I'm going to depart. Those of you with YouTube, we're going to hang out for another minute. Those on the podcast, thank you guys for listening. Stay close to the pod. There will be more content coming up this week. Make sure you turn the automatic downloads on so that as soon as, excuse me, I just, the voice just died there. Did did you hear that? It was just, nope, we're not working anymore. As soon as the content is posted, you've got it on the feed when you have those automatic downloads turned on. So make sure to do that and help us grow. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. Those on the pod, thank you for coming in, and I appreciate you. I'll catch you next time. (laughs) 